2: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover
1: all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.
0: Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com.
2: Warning: the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example: Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Oh, Silent
0: Breed is
2: people! I am the father. You get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned.
0: Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers episode 567. Brace yourself, America. <laughs> we have a new release. This is weird. A new theatrical Lee Intended Yeah
2: release. Well and it's the movie Everyone's been clamoring for I know our listeners have
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah Because there's nothing else To happen <laughs> Yeah they're just clamoring For <laughs> a new movie <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I've reached this stage Of uh, the quarantine Where I'm just like Screw it The kids can watch Goodfellas They'll be fine
2: the concessions you make when there's just like nothing else to do i
3: did i did let bella like i started watching the movie for next episode and i was like oh yeah she'll be fine like it's not like i feel like it's not that bad and then i got about 20 minutes in i was like yeah maybe not maybe i made a mistake i don't think this one's okay i'm trying to how old is she eight what's
0: really all that bad There's, uh uh,
3: there's that i mean there's the guy like strung up on the wall yeah you know like there was that scene and that was really like where she walked in and i was like i mean that doesn't really set the tone for the entire movie but right. i could see where that would be a problem
0: yeah it just uh i just it didn't i like i was watching it by myself so i wasn't seeing through that prism but i'm like I don't remember anything all that crazy by today. That was standards. the only
3: that was that, and I I think the uh, the one, plastic surgeon people.
0: Yeah, and there's one f bomb, but she's your kid, so there's no way yeah. she hasn't heard that before. She
3: she used she's I have a video of her saying it when she's four. So, you
0: know. <laughs> oh, that'll I'm sure uh, that'll come in handy if you ever get divorced. Yeah, right, <laughs> I know. Your wife I would pull that out. I was
3: I you know sweating my balls off is one that I've got. I've heard calling the cat a dick. It's
0: you know. <laughs> Yeah, that'll all be played in court, I assure you. <laughs> right, that's, how yeah. that, that's how that works. Take it from me.
3: We accessed your iCloud. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's the least <laughs> of my
0: worries. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I guess let's go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe.
2: Hooray for I power I think we've lost Kevin. I think
0: we have two. I just got a message from this. Says, give me one Oh, minute. okay. He said his whole face got locked up there. He says his power surged.
3: Oh, did you hear that crack of thunder? I did not. And we're like, next holy to each other. guacamole. Well, no, there was one here in the city. And Leanne said that it was uh, the loudest like in her entire life. One of the, the loudest crack of thunder she's ever heard. Gotcha. Oh, there he goes. Kevin said, I, I quit. Ah, <laughs> said I quit the chat.
0: He said everything in the house went dark and came back on. My router is now resetting. Oh, okay. This all stays in. <clears throat> I'm gunky.
3: i mean it's better than rona e that is true you know i did i was leaving work not last night but the night before and like just i just coughed and the guy behind me is like are you serious i was like (laughs) wow man i'm sorry i didn't realize there was anybody behind me he's like just um and i'm
0: downwind like yeah well you'll be all right did you see that video of that cop that was going around like coughing on black people no i think it was in detroit and he's like oh, walking gross. through like what's clearly like the projects of where, yeah. you know, and he's like, oh, <laughs> and he's not covering his mouth. And like this lady's filming him and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And he's just, like, can't, I can't help it if I have to cough or something like that. And he just kept doing it as he walked past people. And like now he got charged with like good uh, terroristic threats. I'm like, good.
3: Yeah. Well, it's like the same. It's like the guy that what was the, the kid that was. What was he licking things at Walgreens yeah, or totally. at CVS? Yeah, something like that. What? What? What, what are we doing? Like yeah. it was, <laughs> we we've lost all control. Where the the kids are just like, "No, I'm just going to go lick this ice cream container."
0: He's going to call back in. There he okay. is. Okay. Hello. Hello. I think that hung up on Joe.
2: Okay. Let me add him back in here. That was weird. Okay. All
0: right,
3: here he goes. Oh, there we go. Hello.
2: Did your house blow up? Yeah, for the uh, everything, the lights and everything just went black for a second and then came back on. Oh. But then, of course, you know, if the internet gets one little interruption, the whole modem has to reset, yeah. you know, that goes. All right. Well, that was weird, but uh, sorry about that. Uh, where were we? Uh, Escape from L.A. Kids. I, I, intru- I introduced myself. Oh, did you really? Yeah, we
0: were We were just starting to do uh, I think if we just pick it up from the introducing ourselves, you'll be able to edit it together just fine. Okay. Okay. So I guess let's uh, go around the virtual table and people can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, I guess before we dig into the movie of the week, I know everyone is waiting with a uh, uh, bated breath, which this early in the morning you should take care of. Um, <laughs> also, also with the virus, like, just don't hold your breath like That's that is true. It's not a safe thing to do. Um, but uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. While you're there, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'll wait for you to do that.
2: Wait a minute! People have been waiting with bated breath for the podcast plugs. <laughs> no, for trolls.
0: And I, but I'm oh, going to make them wait I'm a little long. longer while oh, okay. I do the shameless plugs.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh Sorry. man, I, I cannot just... wait
3: for some shameless plugs.
0: <laughs> I was just... well. There probably yeah, are thought... some League of Show Sharers who got skipped last week. That that's are her. like, oh, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were going to introduce the League of Show Shares, and then you said we could be found on iTunes. I'm like, oh, man, they've been really waiting to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's Shopping the highlight
0: of the bit. Some weeks it's the highlight of the show. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> oh, you know, that's fair. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and become a League of Show Share member by sharing an episode. People who were kind enough to share an episode, over the last two weeks, many of them both weeks, uh, <laughs> Librarian Cynthia, Ralph Tribble, Griffin Fox-Smith, Travis Tewitt, Lane Levanway, Julianne Jordan, Gabriel Lugo, Tammy Sherman Powers, Chris Sanders, Aaron Marlowe, Chris Williams, Chris Magicman, Brent Smith, Tom Comiskey, Carl Clarkson, Susan Carlson, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, and Colby Mack. So thank you very much for sharing an episode. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Real spoilers. Five bucks a month gets you all sorts of bonus content, and uh, you help us out, and that is greatly appreciated. So, there's all of that. I guess we will now dig into Trolls World Two. I World Tour. I will always be disappointed that they didn't call
2: this Rock and Troll. Rock and Troll. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Would they? Is would that the, the name uh... of a
0: troll? No, but they should have called it Rock and Troll instead of Rock and Roll. Oh,
3: I see. I see. I see. I was like, is I don't, I is that a troll? I know, but now I, now I. <laughs> so get.
2: we should we should set the the tone here, or at least or give a little bit of background before we get into the movie. So if you don't have kids, you may not necessarily be following the release schedule of Trolls Two. You may <laughs> you may not be looking to rent slash buy it. You may not know what's going on. So in case you haven't heard us talk about it before, Trolls World Tour, the second movie in this Trolls franchise, is the first movie that was intended for theatrical release to completely skip over the theater this went straight to vod now unlike some of the other ones now universal and their movies did this also but they did have a theatrical release so well, this didn't, wa-
3: didn't universal they they had i mean it was what the invisible man the hunt bloodshot was there something else
2: bloodshot's not universal i don't believe
3: oh is, okay well that was i was just thinking of the other ones that went There were in theaters for. I mean, The Invisible Man at least got a really good run because it did very well at the box office. Yeah, it got got in about weeks. It got in
0: about what seventy, eighty percent of its run, I would think.
3: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like when your when your budget's five hundred thousand (laughs) dollars, right? You know, and it it makes a hundred million or whatever it made but the Um, point
2: the point is though the reason i'm separating though is that the studios are operating differently so bloodshot was not operating like a universal release so the universal movies that went from theater to their small or shortened theatrical windows to vod they did twenty dollar rentals now movies like bloodshot onward other movies that had i mean bloodshot had one week but i think the writing was kind of on the wall for that one uh they knew people were
3: the the valiant universe starring john cena isn't you think it's going to take off
0: well you know In, hang, hang on though. In that movie's defense, like that was the beginning of the collapse too. Like people were yes, really starting correct. to stay at home. So even though that movie underperformed, I think it would have done better in a traditional release environment. Ryan and I watched it. How bad? was I still it? don't think it would have been a huge hit. But I, but I think it, it definitely. I bet you its box office would have probably been about twice what it was.
2: That's fair. We liked it. How bad? How, did you really? Yeah. Yeah, it was was a decent... I mean, this is coming from someone that doesn't like Vin Diesel at all. (laughs) Like, I got... I I liked it enough that I got past Vin Diesel, and I thought the premise was kind of cool. I thought the fight choreography and the special effects weren't that bad. Like, I mean... It was an entertaining action movie to me, so I got to give him credit. I mean, I did have to laugh out loud with Vin Diesel trying to be super serious and his whole tough guy thing. You know, I just I can't stand it. But uh, but no, I I mean, I would check it out for a rental. I mean, if you've got a a rental credit or something or if you're looking to spend six bucks for a popcorn movie, it was decent. I will also say I didn't hate it like I really thought I was
0: going to detest that movie and it was decent ish for what
2: it was. Yeah. Yeah, I... It's decent-ish. So that movie, after it was only in theaters for one week, that movie came out to own. So now the question is, and, and the shock to many parents as they went to purchase Trolls World Tour, is that they did the Universal model, so... Whereas Universal got a shortened theatrical run, they tried to make up some of that money by putting them out to rent, and they did the whole, quote-unquote, theater at home. And so Trolls continues with that, uh, of course, because they don't get those box office receipts, they're they doing it for rental, and the rental price is what a digital movie usually costs to own. So a lot of back and forth between parents on the internet, uh, I, I was... It's hard to say. I was braced for it, but I was also kind of shocked because you had a lot of parents complaining about the price. And I I understand there's mental gymnastics and we even we speculated that on the show right but the amount of people like when you see trolls tweet or you go to the facebook page and you see the reactions like immediately to the like you know trolls available to watch at home now there it's just littered with comments of parents 20 dollars i'm not gonna pay that you want me to pay 20 dollars and then my kids can't watch it you're making it harder on us to but in these economic times and blah blah blah. but like, that's what you're doing at the theater that's what if i'm were, saying yeah yeah i, <laughs> I think we're
3: i think we're all on the same page where yeah, it's like yeah. you are rent you're going to you're renting your seat at the theater, and it's honestly it's cheaper. Like,
2: it's, way, the, yeah. it's, it's way yeah, it's way cheaper if you have over
0: if you have over two people going to the theater, it's cheaper too. I was on the radio on Friday and we I uh, reviewing the movie, and they were like, "Oh, where do we get it?" And I explained to them, and I was like, "Hey, just FYI, it's going to be twenty bucks to rent." And they were all like apoplectic, you know? They were, just, isn't that crazy? And I was like, "Hang on, pump the brakes." And I, I walked know. through the math that you guys do, and then I'm like, "If you yeah. take four kids to see this movie, you just paid five bucks." And I'm like, and and they're like, but you don't get to keep it. I'm like, you don't get to keep it at the theater, and but this you can watch it as many times as you want
2: over the course of 48 hours. Yeah, so, right. Ryan, Ryan and I watched it twice. So yeah, you think can't of, do that think at about, the about that. You couldn't. So if if I went to the theater, and yeah, Tom and I off the air, we talked about this, and yes, we used to have a list. So this movie costs the same as one month of a list, where we can go three times a week. But here's but the deal. But only one of us. Right, like you can't. Yes, I I had a list. Tom had a list. His kids don't. Crystal doesn't. So if you go to bring your family to Trolls, yeah, my ticket's comped, and then I'm buying an eight or nine or maybe twelve dollars on IMAX whatever ticket for each person. Katie, Ryan, then I'm buying the seven dollar popcorn, and then if want a drink, it's a seven dollar drink times how you know. And so when you do the math on this thing, it's crazy. Like, I made two frozen pizzas, rented the movie. We got our drinks out of the fridge, whatever we had. And if you think about the total on that, like, you know, five, six bucks for two frozen pizzas and 50 cents a, a drink or something like that, and a $20 movie rental, it still came out way, way ahead. So it's all just mental gymnastics. It's all it's, – it's sticker shock. It's people not – realizing how much of a deal it is um, because again, like I get it. It sucks. You're used to paying 20 for a, a VOD and keeping it. I get it. But you're also like Tom mentioned and Joe you also used to go into the theater spending all this money and you leave and you're not at home. You can't pause it to go pee. You can't bring you can't your own You can't wash it
3: in your underwear. Well, well, well huh. it depends on which theater you go to. Do. Here's the secret there.
0: Point. You wait until they turn the lights off and then you take your pants off.
3: See? <laughs> <laughs> so you got yeah, to do it right, Joe. You need to, uh, Sorry. Sorry. I didn't know what I was thinking. That was Pee Wee Herman's big mistake. <laughs> that was uh, Pee Wee Herman's big mistake, yeah. <laughs> he didn't wait for the lights to go down. Right.
2: Yeah. So anyway, I, you know, I'll, I've said it the last few weeks. So I'll say it again. I still think this is a great way to watch movies. It's way cheaper for a family to see a movie this way. And again, the kids can watch it over and over and over for two days. Like one person made the argument and I don't have it say, but they're like, you expect me to pay $20 in this economy where it's hard as it is already. And then I can't even, you know, own it. I can't even have it playing on repeat or whatever, but it's like, dude you couldn't do that when you took your kids to the theater as you were apparently planning to do right and now your kids can watch it for two days straight so like I mean well, that's the thing is like <laughs> I
3: get if I get if you weren't gonna go to the theater sure like that 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 sticker shock is is tough like if you were not gonna go to the theater anyway you're not gonna pay the 20 bucks to rent it that makes complete sense then wait but for this
2: period to end this exactly is, this is the theater, exactly yeah.
3: and then but for the people who were gonna go anyway it's this is actually the cheaper option it, and it's just it's it's so funny that people are just like 20 bucks just to rent it
2: no thank you here's the deal it's like, well all right 100 million dollar budget on this movie yeah now, i'm not saying it's the biggest budget ever but the studio has to make up 100 million dollars to make a profit right i mean that's go. before oh, sure, advertising sure, sure, sure. that's before the cut from you know whatever if voodoo fandango amazon you know it's on all the streaming services i'm sure they take 10 20 whatever their little cut is of it so this movie has to make 100 million dollars and you're not going to do that by just giving it away This movie has to. This is the theater window, and if you don't want to spend twenty to rent it, then it's just like not going to the theater for four to eight weeks. I'm sure this one will be like three weeks. I'm sure it won't be an extended, but you know, you have to keep it. You have to change your thought process to this is the theater. You have the convenience of watching it at home in in your own house in your jammies with your snacks. And you know what? If you don't want to rent it, that's fine. Your choice. And you know, two, three, four weeks. Buy the movie; it will be twenty bucks. And you know. I'm
3: sorry. Hold on one second, Tom. On a previous episode of Real Spoilers, you you uh, put my balls in a vice when I use the word tippy toes, and we're just going to gloss over the fact that Kevin just
2: used the term jammies, and you're not <laughs> going to say anything. <laughs> Oh, this is a kids' movie podcast. I think jammies is an acceptable terminology, right? In my
0: defense not t- from an adult. In my defense oh. when Kevin talks for more than like fifteen seconds, I tend to close over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I get it. I do it too. I wasn't paying attention. I don't even know what I said.
0: Jammies. That's what you said.
3: You, you said the term jammies. jammies, apparently.
2: <laughs> well, someone's saying it a lot more than me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know,
0: I don't think you you said that you think this will be like available like You know, in a regular model in like three weeks, I I think if they do that, that's a big mistake. I think I think you need to hold on to that window a little bit longer or people you're not going to get people paying 20 bucks to rent a movie. If they know the if they know they only have to wait three weeks, that seems like too short of a window. I think are
3: you saying you are you saying you give it the traditional theatrical window
0: or maybe you stair step it down. You know, maybe it's 20 bucks for the first three weeks and then it drops to 15. You know, yeah, yeah. and and, uh, and and rather than just all of a sudden putting it up for a for a five or six dollar rental, I think that would, you know, I I would stair step it personally, but um, no one's asking. I just me. don't.
2: But the, I mean, I totally in a in a normal, perfect world with patients and companies making money left and right, I would agree with you. But I have a feeling that they're going to see what this does in rentals. And it's going to compare. It's going to be a drop in the bucket compared to a theatrical release on a big kids movie worldwide. Sure. And I think they're going to get uh, nervous. And I think that in three to four weeks, as opposed to eight weeks or whatever, if it was doing really well, like I think they're going to do it. And what I think it's going to be like is. Uh,
3: do you think they're going to sell it for 20?
2: Well, they, yeah, they've been practicing this model. So, if you if you've noticed the last couple of years, a movie comes out to buy on digital, and then two weeks later it comes out on physical media. Sure. And sure. so they are skipping the middleman; they're not paying the store that has to stock the shelves with the items, you know, and keep the lights on and pay the employees and all that. They're going straight to digital. They don't have to print the discs. They don't have to manufacture the cases. So you're getting it two weeks early, but you're paying twenty dollars for a digital code. You're paying for no physical tangible item. And so that irks a lot of physical collectors as I used to be, as I think we all were at least more than we are now, but now for the convenience and all the things we've talked about before and getting it two weeks early, I think it's worth it to get the digital. So I think this model is going to be similar to where, you know, digital and then two weeks later physical. I'm thinking it's going to be theatrical and then maybe not two weeks, but three weeks, four weeks later. I think you're going to pay the premium to rent it because people are impatient. Kids want to see it. And then I think they're going to release it because they're like, yeah, we're not making any money here. I mean, that's just a guess, but I, I think they're going to get impatient. Yeah, I think that's there's a dangerous I guess, precedent. I guess the
3: question I have is, does this get nominated for any Oscars?
2: It can't right now.
3: So, that I mean, to me... We're gonna run. I mean, this entire summer is effed, right? Like, there's nothing coming out this summer. That's not gonna happen.
2: Netflix so, is laughing now, aren't they? I know. Right, <laughs> this right. is the whole the whole argument of it doesn't play in theaters. <laughs> yeah, right. Is it not a movie? And now you've got theatrical releases <laughs> coming out on digital.
3: The first Trolls won an Oscar, didn't it? Like, didn't he? Didn't Timberlake win for? I don't
2: know nominated if he won. At least. It was. I don't it was, think
0: it was nominated for sure. I don't. I don't th- okay. think it won, but I'm not 100. percent
3: Okay, so it's just. I mean, this is gonna set a different like this. I feel like this movie is going to set a precedent where it's going to say either they're, the Academy is going to have to change because when you're looking at the films that were released in time for the Oscars, I mean, and we're just, um, we're get, we don't know when this is going to end, right? Like we're, we're all assuming it's going to be August. Well, oh, no, the
0: president said it would be over by Easter.
3: <laughs> sure he did. Oh, you mean today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I mean, though? So like we're, we're if we say August... Right, so you're you're cutting out the big summer blockbusters. You'll get your Oscar bait stuff starting, what late October?
2: Well, it depends. Mid October. Well, it's all screwed up because it depends who wants to go up against blockbuster movies when you're an art house Oscar. Bait. Right. So, right. are they so, really going to get drowned out? It, it, it's I know, hard that, to say. The Oscar bait's always going up against. The, I mean, because it's not like November December
0: is a is a small time for blockbuster films i mean that's you know the, you normally get a pixar you normally get right. at least one big comic book movie so I, I mean i think those smaller movies they're used to living in that ecosystem they're kind of on a different track
2: but but uh <laughs> but,
3: but when when black widow which i think they moved to november right or was that wonder woman
2: uh wonder woman is set like for august wonder woman, I I was think moved to august
3: yeah okay so when your best actress nominees are gal gadot and uh, Scarlett Johansson because there's nothing else coming out they're gonna have to change the format
2: yeah I mean well it just depends I mean the like Tom said I mean the indie movies will play at the art house theater so they'll be eligible right Um, the uh, the people that care about awards will all see them and, and the voters will get their screeners slash see them however you know so I I mean I don't think it's necessarily going to change it's just going to be expedited at the end of the year The it, it's going to be weird though my only the only thing that I'm thinking about here is that those movies because of the competition I know they're used to competing but there's going to be a whole bunch of movies dropped at once whenever uh, things do open back up right and I'm not sure that they're still going to want to navigate that as opposed to just waiting for you know for next year's release window sure, sure they may I mean they can always hold on to a movie and you know, yeah, it sucks to not make money now, but if your movie is going to get drowned out, as, you know, a lot of little movies do anyway. So I don't know. It's just, it really depends on how many get released and how small that window is. I could also see a, a movie studio doing, pulling
0: an, another Netflix maneuver to where if they were really worried about trolls being able to get nominated for best song, they just go in four wall of theater yeah and just rent and just throw it in there for for a weekend and be like there we had a theatrical release <laughs> nah uh, but i don't know if that if if i don't know how the rules work in terms of can they not do that since it had already been released on home video um uh. i don't know because uh, you know i don't know that's a good question but because its original release would not be theatrical you know what i mean
2: yeah. I don't know that there is a window like that though, because you have movies that play at film festivals and, uh, there's in different countries that open, open in a different year. And then they're, um, open in the U S this year in a theater. So you know, it's a good question. It definitely, I, I just know that there's, there's other cases where things do premiere differently and then they move it to the window of theatrical release because that's the year of the Oscars. And so, you could make that argument that like, yeah, but it's really a 2017 movie, but yeah, you know, but it opened in theaters wide in 2018 or whatever.
3: Well, like this, this is going to be an interesting time. Like that's, and not just for the obvious reasons. It's just, I think the Academy and whoever are going to be forced to maybe make some changes and forego the, the whole, if it, if it's only streaming, you know, it's if, if there's a Spielberg movie or there's a, uh, Scorsese movie that is, well, I guess there was no, that is only streaming, then they'll be like well i guess we'll take this a little bit more seriously
2: yeah but when j- it's you trolls, just scrolls it's like yeah. oh well whatever <laughs> well you just wait you wait until you've got all these movies sitting in the can <laughs> and all these directors that are boo netflix isn't <laughs> yeah, real movies right. and <laughs> amazon isn't real movies and they're like oh wait hold on what we we want to be nominated for an oscar <laughs> oh yeah we've got a movie that's out on streaming <laughs> like I, I just they're all going to eat their hats in a couple yeah. of years when everything yeah it's, it's
3: a it's, bunch of old guys who don't understand the times are changing
2: did you guys see the Scorsese news about his I movie? I did.
3: What a, so ridiculous?
2: Scorsese for that flower Kill, moon killer, whatever killers of the flower moon. He wants two hundred million dollars, and Paramount's like, "Uh, buddy, we're not making any <laughs> money right now." Two hundred for a Scorsese movie? Like, yes, is the guy one of the best filmmakers of all time? Yes. Do his movies require two hundred
0: million dollars? Like, I've, re- I've read the book. I don't know what he needs the money for.
2: It's That's not
3: the H. H. Holmes thing, is it? I don't know what that is. H. H. Holmes is like the first American serial killer, and he was supposed to be doing a movie with
0: DiCaprio. Like no, about that person. This is about uh um uh these Indians that owned this, uh, that own the swath of land that was basically stolen from them, but they still owned the mineral rights and then they discovered oil on the land. Oh, then, right, right, right. Okay. And, and then they, and then Indians start dying and the, and the, on those, this is where the the feds get involved, yeah. Kind of muck it up
3: at the same time. It's
0: kind of the beginning of the FBI. It's it, the FBI oh, okay. is kind of just starting. Jedgar Hoover just took over and they're you know, and I I read the book and I didn't realize like basically how lawless the country was until the FBI that it was like, you know, in a lot of these smaller towns, especially when you get further away from like, you know, urban Cities. areas like it's like if you would just the cops would just be like we don't even know how to investigate this so like whatever <laughs> and and it would go away Jeez. you know and so or and that so like a lot of those old uh, detective companies like you know were um, like the
3: Pinker the Pinkerton right Pinkerton
0: or is is a perfect example they, they were basically private police forces and if you had a loved one get killed you would go and hire them to investigate it because the cops didn't have the ability. And, did you ever see? Did you watch Deadwood? Uh, I did not.
3: They were the Pinkertons were a big uh, thing. Like people would, when somebody said the word Pinkerton, yeah, everybody, everybody in Deadwood was like, "Oh man, yeah. we're in trouble." They, yeah, they
0: were a big deal, but they were basically like private police force, and because the police didn't have the capability, and then the and so it's kind of the ramping up of the FBI and kind of the professionalization of the of of the police and investigative world and uh and it, it's a fascinating story and it could make a really good movie because i thought the book was a little dry in spots and yeah. i think you know scorsese could certainly punch it up but uh but i don't know what you need 200 million dollars for to make this movie
3: well he he, ta- he complains about the the uh, what did he call it like the amusement park movies right and it's like, dude, you you just asked for an amusement park movie budget. Right. To make a like, talkie movie where people are just going to ta- be talking. <laughs> to make a non-amusement park movie. Like, I'm... They, I'm... they, need, it, they need it to de-age... Uh... All of their cast again oh god but not please get, but not get body doubles yeah go to the they're actually just gonna do full CG it's gonna be like Polar Express Oh, like that's what he's-
2: <laughs> so yeah I don't know but anyway it's it's ridiculous you're gonna see him crawling back to a streaming provider and then he's still gonna badmouth streaming platforms and it's like dude they're the only ones that are gonna give you 200 million dollars because apparently they don't care about debt Netflix is in 14 or 16 billion dollars of debt and they don't care so you know no. what? They're, they're the ones that are gonna swipe the credit card on you so Give them a break and realize that, like, yeah... You know, all those movies that you're complaining about, like, you're one of them. You are a Netflix <laughs> yeah, filmmaker. Right. So, you know, <laughs> just adapt to the times. It's, it's, this is the same thing that happens whenever there's change. And, you know, the older crowd is like, oh, back in my day, but, you know, it's. a
3: picture the guys who are like, people are, here, they're going to talk in those movies. No, thank right, you. Right, exactly. that will never work.
2: <laughs> oh, it's just like that scene. And, uh, I, I know that, Joe, you're, the first thing that you thought of was singing in the rain when. the First all think, thing I
3: thought of. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> they,
2: all, they all think it's a joke and there's like, ah, oh, talking pictures. <laughs> and uh yeah it's all that funny, color so. is gonna give me a headache <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> well so, we we should, uh, yeah trolls we world tour dive into the movie of the week here yeah it's
3: so it's in, you know this is an it's a it's a sequel that uh did you get the i guess everybody got the like this not the stinger but like the the logo in the very beginning and i didn't realize that dreamworks had as many properties animated properties as they do oh, oh yeah, yeah.
0: They've got I, it just
3: didn't. It didn't even click that they had, you know. So they've got Shrek and they've got. Uh, is it are they Despicable Me?
2: No, no, that's Universal. That's Universal. Yeah.
3: Either way, they've got a, a Kung Fu Panda, all that stuff. Yeah. How to Train uh, Your and I was Dragon. Like, oh wow, they. Yeah. So this was the sequel. Uh, they followed the typical sequel trope where it's like, oh, more information that we never got in the first movie. So now we have. Uh this one I mean, you've seen the trailers you know that there are now different trolls that aren't just the the pop trolls right so you've got the country trolls and the the techno trolls and the rock tro- so the whole premise is this the rock troll is collecting the strings of music and she's going to enslave everybody uh so that they can have just one music and I'm a little disappointed why is that? Uh, the movie, well, I was hoping for more rock
2: songs. <laughs> and you got like two. But, you know, the thing is, you get the variety. Like, what this movie does best. And I loved this movie, by the way. I that,
3: I'm, When I say disappointed, I just mean like, I was hoping for more rock. Songs. Well, sure, I, I was too. Yeah, the movie I, is fantastic. I get,
2: I get what you are saying. Yeah, no, but but I loved it. I thought it was so fun. I thought the music was great, the animation, the humor. uh This movie is non-stop it It is relentless in a good way, to where I mean, there's
3: really and it moves really quick.
2: There is not one moment of downtime. Like the movie is funny, it's clever. The the voice cast is all star. George Clinton is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the <laughs> funk guys. Like they yeah. get a lot of people in this. I mean, and you know, and all. All the, uh, I mean, when you see or when they're playing a Crazy Train, and then mm-hmm. you see her dad, and it's voiced by he's voiced by Ozzy Osbourne. Like
3: he he must have been struggling because he does not have a lot to say. Yeah, and oh. he does not sound.
0: I mean, you know, well, how I mean, much do probably, you really need him to say? It's yeah. no, not really. It was pretty much a cast. The him getting cast was the punchline, and that's plenty. Yeah
2: yeah yeah and so i was really pleasantly surprised to see how many people showed up in this movie but again going back to the variety what i really liked is that this whole movie the premise of the movie hinges upon different people and different sounds and how we can all get together because we love music but we all like different music and how bland and how boring and terrible would it be and how would you know if everyone was the same how would you know what's good and what's bad and and the message is really strong i think and and so i really liked it I like how you get those rock songs, but then you also go to funk land and you also go to classical music land and, and you get to see all this different stuff. And so there's something in there for everybody, all these kids that are into different stuff, the parents who have different tastes in music. Um, you know, I just thought it was really cute the way they did it and, and tied it all together.
3: Yeah. And so, yes, yeah, so the movie starts off with the techno trolls uh, and, you know, they're doing their thing and techno is what it is as far as I'm concerned. Uh and then so Queen Barb shows up with the the rock trolls and I <laughs> she's kind of speaking like for me where they were just like, "Oh, you're beep bop boop bop. That's your music. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever."
2: <laughs> and she's voiced by Rachel Bloom.
3: Should I know who that is? She's a uh, crazy ex-girlfriend. All right, that's why I don't know who that not, is.
2: Not your crazy uh, so, ex-girlfriend yeah. Joe the Show.
3: There are trust me, First There are off, plenty. That show is fair. amazing
0: and you should watch it. Yeah, I know
3: it. I you you are you are a big champion
0: of that show. And she's um A good singer, and she's a really good songwriter, and she co-wrote the lion's share of the songs on that show, if not all of them, with Adam Schlesinger, who just passed. Rest in peace, yeah, Uh, yeah. Fountains of Lane. um, and uh, he also produced the last two Monkeys records, which were amazing. Um, Did he really? He did. Like, yeah, he's so he's the guy who wrote the song for that thing you do, and so he's really adept at capturing certain sounds, and so like on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. They would do a, you know, they would do a song, and it'd be like, well, this one's a parody of like 40 style musicals, and it would sound like that. And then the next one would be a parody of like Disney movies, and it would sound like that. And then, and, and he was just really good at capturing that sound. <clears throat> and then Rachel Bloom is really funny, and so she's really good at at writing funny songs. And it was a great pairing. And she's actually right now uh, at work on a Broadway musical. For a uh, a Broadway musical version of The Nanny, and oh, she's wow. working, starring
3: not Fran Dresser.
0: Well, I'm sure she's too old to star in <laughs> it, but Fran Dresser, I think, is right, is helping write the book, and oh, Rachel okay. and Rachel Bloom is pro- is working on the songs. My guess is she has a hand in the story because she was very Crazy Ex Girlfriend is her baby. I mean, she was like, I don't know if she was the official showrunner, but she it was her brain. What Rachel Bloom. Yeah, 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 and okay, so okay. and so. Uh, so I can't imagine she would just write the songs, but but she's you know very involved in that at the moment. So anyway, I'm a huge Rachel Bloom fan, and so I was <laughs> I was disappointed that not only was Rock and Roll the villain of this movie, but so was Rachel Bloom.
2: Well, I know. Here's rock the and deal: was
3: always the villain.
2: But well, but you know, here's the deal. I I get what you're saying, and I was also conflicted because I'm like. I I don't like necessarily how she's going about this, but I also do like the rock music and the attitude here. So (laughs) I'm I'm torn because I thought she was a really cool character that they created. Uh, But I mean, this is a kids' movie, so I think you can kind of predict how it's going to go. Totally,
3: yeah, absolutely, yeah. When she gets the bird, when she gets the the card, and she goes into like what a best friend is, I thought that was that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, where she was explaining what like you can't just be best friends. Like it takes time and right. effort and all this. stuff. And she's like, no, you can't just be best friends. I was like, yeah, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty. She's fun. like,
0: it takes years of getting to know each other and emotional yeah, connection. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't just get to do that. Right. Um. So, yeah, so she, uh, she steals the, the string from the techno trolls. Uh, and then we cut back to where Poppy and uh, branch and everything's pretty much where we left it. Except I forgot that there's no romantic like I, I this is one of the one of the very few animated flicks where there's no romance. Well, I in the and in, the, in in the first movie,
2: I mean it's it's highly hinted at. I mean they are very close friends, and yes, you can. I mean any adult watching can tell. That well, sure, sure branch sure, sure, sure. likes Poppy, but they are not boyfriend girlfriend technically. Um, but throughout this movie, you can tell there's that you know there's that connection there and right. uh, I just have to say I, so I've only seen the first Trolls movie once I, I didn't see it in theaters I caught it one time at home video thought it was fun Ryan really loves the movie um, but I love the world building yeah. I love everything they've created for this world and how Trolls operate the way that you know they take a shower with glitter and you know if they go to the bathroom it's like a birthday cake with candles yeah and stuff. I'm a little like, confused
0: on the glitter because like they take a shower with glitter but they also vomit glitter yeah, <laughs> so yeah.
2: it's like but yeah but that's the thing it's like everything is glittery like trolls of course if you know what they are they've been around forever but you know they're always the bright colors and the glitter and, and all this stuff and i just think it's really it's really funny how they replace anything that's bad with glitter and they live in this sparkly world and so it, right from the start it's very funny with her you know she's shaving her legs and she's taking the, the shower with <laughs> glitter and all this stuff and um you know it's anna, anna kendrick so it's always a pleasure to have her pop up and stuff and
3: indeed and yes. it's the
2: same cast though i mean they they got justin timberlake and anna kendrick and uh james corden is back in this like there's who
3: a, i gotta tell you he can go away yeah
2: a little bit of that he, goes a long way man
3: he is the worst <laughs> i, Just, I yeah. all around.
2: I don't think he's as bad an animated form just because you don't get so much of him. But I've been kind of saying that for a while. The James Corden Oof. thing is a little played out.
3: Yeah, it's weird. So like, he's Peter Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And I don't find him <clears throat> as offensively annoying as Peter Rabbit. But man, this one, I was, nope. I had he's, checked out. I he's was got made a pretty
2: small done. role though. I mean he pops in and out for these for a few lines here and there, but it's not like I mean you're following Poppy, you're following Branch, who's yeah. the, the Justin Timberlake one. Like you know, and then you get introduced to all these new ones. There's so many new characters because of them introducing the the I guess the five other new um I don't know what you would call them, worlds or yeah. the different music types. King you notes. Know, yeah, your kingdoms—that's a good yeah. And so you're introduced to so many of these different actors, like Sam Rockwell's in this movie playing yeah. a cowboy question mark troll. Like <laughs>
3: uh, Keenan Thompson is the oh my god tiny tiny diamond. diamond. So the yeah. way
2: the way trolls have babies is they fly out of their hair in an egg and they explode, <laughs> and, and then they have a baby. And so yeah, Keenan Thompson was hilarious in the the few little bits that he had in this movie. Yeah like he just comes out. Then you out. got
3: Kelly Kelly Clarkson is the country troll. The, the country troll which mm-hmm. I didn't like I was is Kelly Clarkson a country singer now?
2: Sometimes. I yeah,
3: I, I mean she not, had, okay.
0: she had a huge hit with Jason Aldean. Oh, she did? Yeah, huge hit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, uh, don't I guess you stay that, I guess I think, think of like she the had
3: American that, Idol people as Carrie Underwood.
0: Yeah, no, she had that song uh Don't You Want to Stay With Me a little while with Jason Aldean. That was okay, a okay. massive hit and uh um, and she's definitely pop, but she's got country songs, too. And um, she did a big tour that kind of righted the ship with her career with Reba McIntyre uh, about 10 oh. years ago. And I believe was her
3: was her career off the rails.
0: Yes, she put out a record where she's like I don't need songwriting help. I I am going to do it all myself and she put it out and it tanked hard and she was oh. booked into arenas and she was selling like 1500 2000 tickets and Zoinks. and she like stopped the tour and was like give everybody their money back, which is unheard of. And yeah. she's like I'm not going to do this to people. And so she's like and she and then she was basically went back to Clive Davis and she was like you were right and i was wrong and i apologize and then and then she hooked up with the reba mcintyre camp went on a tour with reba mcintyre and then switched her management to reba's management and i think she's now married to reba mcintyre's son and so oh. like and then that kind and then kind of pushed her back in that got her career back on track cuz after that record where she basically shunned the kind of industry production that went into a record and really right. tanked hard like she had burned a lot of bridges and she had to do a lot of rebuilding and she did it to her credit which is
3: is it, she is she the number two of all time for American Idol
0: she has to be right in terms of
3: like, like most popular or or records sold um she's, I feel like Kelly Clarkson has to be or not Kelly, but Carrie, Carrie Underwood, Underwood, Underwood
0: and one. I'm trying to think um because yeah it's probably her I'm trying, yeah, because I'm like, because after that you're getting into like Daughtry, which he had a good run. He didn't win though, but that's true. He wasn't the winner, and uh, yeah, um, same with Jennifer Hudson. She did, she was not the winner. Oh, that's true. But I guess um, she
3: does have an Oscar. <laughs> she does have an Oscar, but yeah. she hasn't had. And then much the other guy's else. the front man of Queen now. Uh, yeah, Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Yeah, Adam Lambert. Yeah. yeah, not a fan. Oh, that was. You should have seen Kevin's face for that one. he yeah. was just Never too much been, screaming. I. <laughs> I like,
2: like couldn't, couldn't stand him on the screaming. show. I, yeah, he just yelled. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, it, it frustrated me so much in the show and they were all like, oh my gosh. And he would always, you know, he would pick a Freddie Mercury song all the time and, and of then course scream eventually, it. and then, and then yell it. And people were like, oh my God, he's so good. Like listen to him play. And I'm like, no, Freddie Mercury had an incredible voice and did not just yell the songs. Right, and right, so, right, right. It, yeah, it, it just frustrated me since then, like never was a fan. So now they like him queen.
0: I like him better off the show because I think part of the screaming thing for him was that he he knew he had like 75 seconds to establish how well he could sing, and so he would just go straight to that, and there was never any build. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you have to build up. He, he Michael Bolton, did right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. What on. I was thinking, <laughs> Michael Bolton.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, that was always my complaint about him is that, like there was there's not a build. He goes straight to like <laughs> yeah. emotionally overwrought. when you like his version of when a man loves a woman. It's not that he can't sing, but he starts where the original version ends in terms of right, emotional right, right. Intensity, and I'm like, <laughs> well, you got nowhere to go now. So
3: uh, yeah. Anyway, trolls. so yeah, so yeah, back to this trolls too. Uh, so basically what happens is is queen barb who's in charge of the rock trolls is sending out in like basically invitations and saying come to this bring your string and everything will be fine so poppy being the um very positive person that she is troll that she is and she's
2: a queen now after the first she movie. is a
3: queen yeah she's just thinking she's gonna go have a conversation with her and everything will be fine but branch is like this not this this seems like a bad idea the whole the whole uh, gag with the the weapons on the on the float i thought was very funny where she's like what are we going to do with-? uh branch has like a basket full of like daggers <laughs> That he's whittled down, and she throws it over the edge. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, this is that's great." Oh, they're in a balloon, um, right? Like a balloon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah,
2: um, I was. see yeah, I thought you were talking about, when you said floats. I was thinking of like the Mad Max esque scene with the rock trolls. Oh no, no, no. that's great. I, yeah, yeah. When, like when you're first introduced to them, not the cold open or whatever, but but when they're traveling, they're all in a, a pack. I think
3: you see them going after the classical trolls. Yeah,
2: and yeah. uh oh, it was fantastic. It was definitely an homage to Mad Max. There's a lot of little clever things. Like there's a Lawrence of Arabia. One where the trolls walking through the desert. Yeah. Um, you know, clearly the uh, Walt Dorn, who uh, he did a little live tweet thing uh, and was giving out facts during the, uh, like the first, like come watch it at home. Everyone like watch party thing. And, uh, you know, he's giving out little, little tidbits of information and clearly he's a film fan. So it was cool to pick up on all the little things that he put into this movie.
3: I was thrown in there. Uh, so they go to classical land first and they, it's already been decimated. And they, they talk to a little flute, who gives him the lowdown? Um, and so now we know that Barb has the techno troll, the rock or the techno chord, the rock chord and the classical chord. So now they go to uh, country town. And this is this is another great scene where Kelly Clarkson comes out and starts singing a song. And it's a very traditional uh, country song, you know, talking about how hard it is and how difficult life is, and Poppy's just like, this is really sad. Like these are, <laughs> this is a really and and, of co- and Branch is like, yeah, but it's really good, and he's like, I kind of like it, and of course she's like, you do, and that's kind of your first. Uh, you you don't realize I di- I didn't pick up on this until this one where Poppy has never heard any other kinds of music besides pop music.
2: Oh, that's so what I think so cool about this movie is the again going back to the world building is that in the first movie, uh you know, one of the things that was great about it is all the songs. There's all these pop yeah. songs, you know, you get a lot of of the popular stuff and you know, it's fun, it's colorful, these big numbers and it's a really entertaining movie, but they don't branch out, no pun intended. They don't go to these other worlds. And so now that you see we never knew there were other trolls like you, had, right. you, for all you knew these were the trolls and this is troll world and they listen to pop music but this expands to all these different worlds and kingdoms and you see that the reason why they all broke up like it used to all be about music and the trolls living together but each one liked a different type of music and so they each took one of the strings from the magic harp or whatever held all the strings and they created their own civilizations so we get to go explore not only all these worlds with different looking trolls and different uh, colorful different cityscapes. And the western one that looks like a kind of a western town, um, yeah. you get to see all these cool worlds. But then you also get to hear so much different music. Where the first one was very isolated pop. to pop music, yeah, and and it was fun. But it's like, yeah, there's lots of other music out
0: there, yeah. So uh, you know, I I this movie really won me over, and it won me over in the second half because. My complaints that were running through my head For the bulk of this movie End up becoming the plot of the film Which mm-hmm. is that Pop music is not a genre of music It's a collection of other genres The things that bubble up To become the most popular Become pop music, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so pop itself Is not a genre of music In the same way that country is a genre Or classical is a genre Any sound could theoretically become a pop song, right? And and so as I'm watching this movie, the whole time I'm like, pop's not a genre, pop is consist of other genres. If the if there weren't other genres, pop wouldn't be a thing. And so as the movie goes down that road, like I it really won me over cuz I'm like, okay, I really like how they're acknowledging that pop itself isn't really a a style of music you know what I mean yeah and it's all it's all built off the other ones right and that yeah. yeah pop leans a certain direction at the moment but but it used to lean rock and it's always had a dance element but also there's always been other genres that have have broken out and busted into pop music right like you mean you would get uh you know a country song that would cross over to pop whether it would be Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton or God, for Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> even classical. <laughs> he, had, he, he got one. Even classical, right? Like, you'd get a song like Classical Gas or Stars on 45, which was a disco version of classical, but still classical. Even, like, jazz would pop up sometimes with, like, a Dave Brubeck and t- and Take 5 or Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. would. Kick. You know what I mean? Like, you have all these things that you wouldn't think of as pop music that somehow figure out a way to kind of Horn their way in, and so I, I really liked how it kind of ends up addressing that, and then as it gets to, down further, just the cultural appropriation of what they're doing. You know, yeah,
3: yeah, that was that was a huge the the cultural appropriation. I mean, has been a it's it's become a bone of contention with Back to the Future, even where you know they say that you know Marty McFly gets on there and starts playing Johnny B. Good when they're like, oh, so the white guy created this this music that the black guy created like now we're taking that away from
2: uh, oh lord from if you Chuck Berry, if, if you have a problem with back to the future i don't have a problem
3: but i mean no 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 i don't have I, you're talking to the I, I can recite that movie from start to finish but i'm but saying if like, anyone
2: has a problem because of that scene and they take that seriously Please do not comment. Yeah, because totally in I the totally, real world, but, I mean, we but, all but,
0: we all know who really did it. But also, though, in 1955, right, yeah, exactly. In 1955, that's what was happening. Pat right. Boone built a career off of covering what they would call race records because they couldn't get played on white radio. And right. and so I mean, he would. I mean, his biggest hit was "Tutti Frutti," which was the white version of Little Richard's <laughs> song, yeah. which is embarrassing to to listen to now but that that was how you did it and he built a career on that so I mean that's a real future
2: it's the reverse of that too so it's they're 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 taking it from the white guy that invented it so I mean they're they're kind of flipping that around to where you know it's not like they're stealing it they're just saying like oh that's that's it's just a clever thing like oh what is the sound I've never heard it hey I got an idea I mean come on (laughs) yeah right
3: Uh, so yeah so now they go the they realize that barb realizes that they are always one step behind poppy and so they she enlists the help of the assassins this or is great hunters. yeah
2: four different types of bounty hunters
3: so you get the k-pop bounty hunters you get the reggae bounty hunters the Yodlers, which nobody really knows what happened to the Yodlers. Uh, and, and the then Jamie who was the Jamie one?
2: Dornan, which is like a smooth jazz Kenny G type. Yeah,
3: yes, the smooth. Yeah, that was my he was my favorite one. Yeah, oh, he, he got was, the most
2: time. He was the first one that you see, and it's hilarious. Yes. So Jamie Dornan's the guy from Fifty like Shades the Kenny of Grey, and yeah. he has these flowing locks of hair and this tight beard, <laughs> and he's got the saxophone, and yeah, he's like uh, hypnotizing people with his smooth jazz, and it was very fun.
3: Yes, it's a very funny. Uh, so then our our main characters go to. Um, I guess it was, was it the hip
2: hop? Well, they meet, they meet, I, they meet uh, Sam Rockwell first in country. Oh, that's right. That's right. They, they get
3: arrested at, in country land because the, <laughs> they do not, the, the Kelly Clarkson does not appreciate all of the pop songs mm-hmm. that they just tried to perform as like a, a handshake, I guess. And uh, so they get arrested. Sam Rockwell's character shows up and lets him out of prison and they go on the run um
2: and branch is jealous of of sam rockwell because he's like this yes this tough uh you know whatever he's like this country cowboy, cowboy. type and and poppy's right. starting to really like you know the stuff he's saying and branch is like oh, i don't think he's that great there's something something's up about him which you know
3: he, <laughs> i don't like it
2: he, he had a good instinct
3: yeah uh so then they go to was it the r&b or hip-hop trolls uh george clinton mary j blige so
2: yeah those are the funk is the, the funk
3: trolls okay uh, and this is where we get this, the background of the story, where it turns out that Poppy's dad, what tried to do what Barb is doing, where he tried to collect all of the strings, and he tried to be in charge, and that like that the Pop Trolls are actually the reason that there has been this split uh, between behind all of the trolls, uh, and Poppy is kind, is distraught like she well, her this is kind
2: of like her world is kind of rocked it's kind of the same thing that happened in frozen 2 oh i guess Do you it remember? is it? with not oh, the yeah, dad but is, the grandpa yeah. like it's interesting Just grandpa yeah you know, the twist is like oh the good guys may not have always been good kind of a thing yeah
3: all right well that makes sense uh so yeah so they they basically this is poppy's world is kind of shaken to the core where she thought that everything was cool and now it's not cool uh and now barb has shown up here and she ends up like Barb ends up taking out the the Funk trolls, and now she's got their string. Um, so
2: we should talk about that. We get this backstory with uh, the the one that kind of looks like a giraffe or whatever with the long neck. That's Cooper. He's it's Ron he's, Funches. What is that? It's
3: Ron Funches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He
2: voices him. Yeah. Um, he he ends up going off on this journey and that's where he does like he's walking through the desert like a Lawrence of Arabia <gasps> thing a pinky promise yeah <laughs> and he's trying to find you know he's trying to go out there and find other things and he stumbles upon this civilization and then we find out when they get to Funkland that he was actually separated at birth there were twins but a bird came right a bird flew by and took the <laughs> egg yeah, or something took one of them and yeah. landed in the pop area and so they raised him but there's a reason why he doesn't look like all the other ones because we've seen some differences and trolls like even in the first movie but they never really explain it and so that's the other thing I love about this world building is now that we go to each area we see why some of the trolls look so different like he comes from this funk area and a lot they all look like him and we go and see all these different uh, you know like in the country one there's a horse like I said, riding horses, they have that minotaur type horse look on some of them, and yeah, and so we see all these different trolls, and we we realize that he has this family here, and that's where you get the George Clinton and Mary J. Blige or the parents, uh, and then uh, they do a hip hop song here and, and a performance yep. that's really fun with like I, I it kind of reminded me of disco, but there's it's not the music disco, but like there's all these lights and shiny um, visuals during the performance, which was really good. So we find out that like he is a troll of two worlds like they're setting it up that even though he was born in this funk world he was raised in the pop world and grew up liking all that type of music and so they'll set it up for what will happen in the end here
3: so now this is where we get the reveal from sam rockwell where everything's kind of fallen apart uh branches has left at this point um the james corden troll goes to Goes back home, and it's it's on fire. Like, it's she's I already, love, you know, has already
2: attacked. That little bean thing he carries around, whatever, <laughs> yeah. that thing is hilarious. That's like a gummy worm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. That's one of my favorite characters. He rarely says anything, but when he does, it's like something ridiculous comes out of his mouth. He's
3: like Silent Bob.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. When they get to the hard rock thing, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that's good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so... Um, Sam Rockwell ends up revealing himself because his back half can't keep it together and it turns out that they are actually the yodlers. Uh and Which I did not did the, see that
2: coming. <laughs>
3: uh, it's funny like they you know they mentioned it and I was like, well, we'll see them at some point and I didn't even cross my mind.
2: No, that not at all.
3: That was going to be the 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 reveal for the yodlers. Well, and so um, we didn't
2: mention but Poppy is keeping her string instead of just keeping it safe in the troll right. in the pop area she keeps it in her hair and so she brings it out earlier and branch of course thinks it's a bad idea branch is the voice of reason like i think someone online or someone says i'm like which troll are you i'm like i would be branch like i respect the fact that like branch is actually You know, thinking about how to keep them safe, and and everything he says is true, and Poppy ignores him constantly. But you know, they do have that moment where he's like, "You never listen to anyone." Right? You know, when they have their falling out and and split up, and you're like, "Yeah, Branch is. I mean, he's not. He's not just an angry, grumpy person. You know, he looks like he's always angry, but he's like, he's reasonable, right? Like he's well. Wasn't that wasn't that the gimmick in the first
3: one? Is like he's gray the entire time, and then when he starts to like not get together with poppy but like
2: the music embrace and that friendship yeah
3: like he starts to change his color
2: i believe so yeah. i think i think that's right so yeah i don't know I, I respect branch and i like that they call that out where it's like yeah branch is trying to keep everybody safe and yeah it may come off as being a little bit like oh you're no fun and oh you we're gonna go on this adventure but he's like you know he's trying to save their kingdom and it's finally the last straw at this point when he's like literally yeah exactly <laughs> but she, but she pulls she ends up pulling out the the string again and that's when the the yodeler in the back half comes out and they reveal themselves right and we find out that Sam Rockwell I mean they were the yodelers were all sent to take them out but he realizes how good of people the pop trolls are and so he ended up trying to help them and uh,
3: they also do something with um, Justin Timberlake where he's, he is kind of not attacked, but approached by like the K-pop and the reggae assassins, I guess.
2: Yeah. That's pretty fun. Uh,
3: and he's like, why don't we all like, why, why does there only have to be one? Like why, why can't we all just kind of do our own thing and come together? And everybody's like, Oh, that is a good point. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. So, so Barb ends up taking uh poppy to rock land Uh, Where the plan is to get the strings together and then turn everybody into rock trolls, the rock troll zombies, I guess I should say. Uh, And that's kind of where that's that's what happens is they start doing it. uh, They start turning uh, people into rock and roll zombies. Um, which doesn't sound that bad, honestly. I, I gotta say, <laughs> all right.
2: the, the rock trolls were really cool. That's why I was so torn. Yeah. I mean, I like the ro- I like rock music, and uh, I thought their designs were cool. Like, first, she, she tries to turn Poppy into a rock one, but Branch jumps up and, and sacrifices Takes himself, so to speak. And right. he's pretty cool. And then Poppy turns into one. I'm like, wow, that's pretty badass. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to root for the rock to take over from all the other ones, you know? But it's like, wow, they're pretty cool.
3: Yeah, and then, so we the Sam Rockwell, the reason like earlier in the movie, the reason he didn't get uh, absorbed by whatever is because he had gumdrop earplugs. Uh, uh off so gumdrops. Pop- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, it comes back that Poppy did the same thing. That's why she wasn't affected by the, the zombie troll thing. Um, she's
2: really good at putting on rock and roll makeup though. And she's
3: great. <laughs> she's great at it. Uh, and then the, she breaks the guitar that is holding all of the strings and uh, it kind of turns off music, and Barb tries to play it. Where you know Poppy destroyed everything, but then all of a sudden, uh, people's hearts start to light up. And of course, it's the- Cooper.
2: It's the one that the one that lived between two worlds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he realizes that uh, they can make their own music, and since he since he shared the music between the two uh, you know and he was able to choose what music he liked because he wasn't born into it um, he realized that he could make his own music and so they all start doing this dance and rhythm and all the audience makes music and uh, the color when the strings broke had everybody turned gray yeah it's and very cool it all comes into color and this movie again I'll say the visuals are stunning it's a very very cool animation and it's bright and colorful the whole movie is very fun and uh, when you see how much is going on on screen like I can only imagine how long it took a visual or a team of visual artists to create this yeah because you have tens of thousands of trolls all moving in unison and the color coming back in it's a very neat scene
0: i also like the fact that when they make music at the end they're that they how they make it with no instruments right because yeah. Yeah, i was also yeah. thinking that like the music selected for this movie is very uh eurocentric right like it's it's, it's oh sure. it's very western right mm. and uh and while they didn't necessarily go into into other types of music in that regard, they by having them create music with no instruments it it's not string based right everything in this movie is music created based around st- a string instrument where now it's it, it they they remove that from the equation because they're creating music without any instruments, which I thought was a a, a clever touch
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so everybody kind of gets back together. There's a giant ensemble number where all of the all of the uh, music stylings come together, kind of doing the same song but in different styles. Uh, and then, of course, Queen Barb uh, joins in and gets a gets a new uh, rock do that involves like rainbow colors rather than just black and reds. Um, and that's kind of how this one wraps up. Like all of the trolls know each other exist. Uh, they're all on the same page as far as like, yeah, you may, we may do different stuff, but we all can get together and do our own stuff too. Would
2: you say they can live together in harmony?
3: I think that's exactly what I would say. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was you know like it was interesting to watch this alone. Um, and you know, I I watched it. I didn't know if the kids were gonna be able to get to see it. So I rented and obviously they did like, so the, both the girls got to watch it. So it was just, it was a, it was an interesting experience. I I'm interested to see if this becomes the norm. Uh, for a while. I don't I mean, know.
2: I'll mean, t- i tell you what, though. I mean, just to, if we all want to speak on our experiences, obviously, Joe, yours was positive. You yeah. got three people to watch it for $20 at home. Uh, if they chose, twice. we we'll they have to watch they, it yeah, twice. I was going to say, okay, good. See, so they yeah. were able to replay it, so there's double the cost of the ticket. Not that you would, necessarily, but the value added is there that you can watch it again. Um, and I'll say, I, again, it was a great experience for me. Like We watched it at home. We had a blast with it. Uh, we followed the live tweeting stuff. I was tweeting during it. And then Uh, We watched a different movie and then we like watched it again that night because we wanted to and um, had fun with it the second time. But you know, no interruptions, no expensive concessions. I'm not just sitting here trying to trash the theater, but at least to put a positive spin on it to where people are like, it's a $20 rental that's expensive. But it's like, really, for the value you get, that you were able to pause it and you were able to bring your own food and you're able to, you know. If if this weren't in a time of quarantine, you could have people over. So even though it's not happening now, in theory, when a movie comes out, you could have a group of friends over. You could have another couple over and have a, you know a double date at home and order food or whatever. There's so much value in being able to do it this way that... I think I think in the I think in the long run you're gonna see more of this happening, and this may have expedited it, but I don't know, I think it's a really convenient way to watch movies.
0: I watched it on my laptop at work, so my experience was not like that but, <laughs> uh, <I see> that. <laughs> but um but that was just from a time based thing, and I was like, because I also wanted to review it for the radio and so oh right right I, you know I I, I miss those Thursday night soft openings that they used to do theatrically. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they they locked into the Friday thing. Um, but uh, um, so I had so I basically, you know, I, I do that at like one o'clock in the afternoon. So I basically had like a six hour window where I could watch the movie. So I was forced to watch it on my laptop, not my 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 medium of choice but but overall <laughs> like i think yeah like once you kind of get past the sticker shock and really do the algebra on it it's it it is a good value i think the problem that they would have long term with this model is how do you differentiate between what is what would have been perceived as a theatrical level release versus a more indie art house type of movie it's a good question, or, or just a or just a lousy direct to VOD movie. You right? know
2: what though, but. I- I don't think you do. I think that's where the lines start to blur. Like, I get that there are some really bad VOD movies, but let's let's equate it more to like a Netflix movie, right? So we're seeing movies released on Netflix that are winning Oscars. We're seeing Amazon originals, you know, that are being nominated for Oscars, and I think maybe some have won certain things, not Best Picture. But the point is, the lines are already blurred. We're seeing streaming services, which are essentially VOD movies. And if they're the quality where they can win Oscars, to me, those are films. Like I'm not calling them VOD movies or straight to video or whatever. Like those are films just as much. I mean, Scorsese made a 200 million one. one, So, I mean, I think you're going to start to see it where maybe the, maybe they aren't differentiated as in maybe just because it comes out, you know, people are used to the streaming model, which streaming doesn't automatically equate to crap. So, I don't know. I just I think that the world's changing and I think that, you know, in a year we're going to be speaking very differently about it. And eventually, you know, I don't think there will be those those differences.
0: I I think what you're more apt to see is is the model shift to where it'll hit theaters for three or four weeks and then it will shift to home video for a twenty dollar rental or a fifteen dollar rental and and, the, you know, and that's where that shortened window will come in, is that it'll it'll hit VOD sooner, but at a higher price point.
2: That's right. I, I, I could see them do uh, similar to what we talked about earlier. I could see theaters for two weeks, then VOD rental for two weeks and then maybe purchase for twenty dollars, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I will maybe. also say
0: that we didn't pay $20 because if you pre-ordered it, which, which Kevin and I both did, you got five dollars, at least on Voodoo, you got a five dollar Voodoo credit. So really, we bought, we paid 15
2: yeah, that's you know that's the other cool thing they can do is for a while now, uh, if you look at different sites like Voodoo or even Fandango now, which which I use a lot, um, they will let you do like uh, uh, if you pre-order your ti- or sorry if you buy advanced tickets for on Fandango, you're going to get a free digital download of the first movie of the sequel you're watching. Oh, or, sure, sure. sure. Uh, at AMC, at one point it was like if you bought a ticket to Bad Boys. For life, you got the first two for free on AMC's new digital thing they're trying to push. So even though it may be a $20 rental, they can do these things uh, for added value where it doesn't make it seem so bad Uh, and I think you're going to start seeing a lot more of that because, you know, what does it cost them to give you a free rental of the prequel? Like they can say, hey, rent pre-order your rental of Trolls World Tour and either get a discount to buy the first one or get a free rental and so maybe that loses them a dollar or two but again you got to remember that when a movie comes out in theaters the movie studio is only getting like 40 50 percent of the tickets up front so they'd much rather give you a dollar or two off to subsidize your rental than they would to give the theater half right I mean it's a it's still they're making more money this way well, and my
0: guess is the studio makes more money off this anyway because that five dollar off was a was a voodoo promotion, probably not a trolls promotion, sure. and so uh. it's it's uh it's voodoo probably trying to lure people in, like say, because you can buy this on on any platform right you can get it off apple you can get it off amazon prime and so i think that's how i watched it it's voodoo saying hey use our platform because they also know that there's probably a lot of people that haven't done this yet and if they can get them on their platform first that will probably become their go-to platform
2: oh yeah i mean tom and i can speak for this i mean we each have like 500 movies on voodoo once you lock into one it's not that i don't have these other services of course but like you know this would be like, okay, let me go downstairs to go pick out a movie. Oh, but I also have to go over to the neighbor's basement for like 10% of my movies. (laughs) Like you're just not going to do it. You know, you, if you want to go to voodoo, For the movies you own, you want to see all your movies there. You don't want to go, oh, now let me check iTunes. Let me check Fandango. Uh, And that's where, if you're not familiar with the whole digital landscape, there's a great service that I believe was purchased by Disney, um, or either it was like a co-op between Disney and Walmart, but it was called Movies Anywhere, and now it's called Disney Movies Anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this service started off uh, to where you would be able to link your Amazon and your Apple and your Disney, and they all end up in one place. And so I know personally, I don't like to buy any of the movies on digital that aren't movies anywhere, especially if I'm buying them off Vudu because Vudu is my main home for digital. So I either buy it on Vudu or I'll buy it on Fandango or iTunes um, because here's the trick. Sometimes they're cheaper. Right. So, for instance, Fandango now, if you haven't used that, it's the same people you buy your movie tickets through. Uh, go to Fandango now. And a lot of times they do like a $5 movie of the week and the same movies that are 10 or $15 to own elsewhere will be on that $5 movie. And there's a little movies anywhere symbol on the page. And so if it has that, you can end up snagging this movie for five bucks that transfers to all the other services. And it's a great way to get cheap digital movies. Yeah. I, I use it a lot. Yeah. I, I, I'm still
3: a media guy. Like I still buy things physically, uh, for, with not new stuff. But definitely like Shout Factory, Scream Factory, like those curated uh, dealers are the guys that I that I still buy physical media from just because the special features are
0: dope. Yeah, it's a little different on something like a Shout Factory release because they're having all sorts of of bonus stuff. And I will also say, like, I use my five dollar coupon promo credit because they had WKRP on sale season one for five bucks. And I was like, oh, nice. I was like, oh, I'll snag that. But don't do it. But at least I didn't spend real money on it because it doesn't have the right music. So, oh. but if you bought the Shout Factory package, which I do have, but I thought for five bucks it's in my voodoo. I'll I'll roll the dice and but it doesn't have the right
2: music. So you, I thought, you don't want to watch that without the right music. I thought you knew about that. Like we talked about it. You bought it even though you knew it didn't have the right music. I couldn't tell if it had the oh. right music because there's no way to
0: to watch it. There's no yeah. like. There's no way to know until you buy it. And yeah. so I figured for $5, I would roll the dice, and I was wrong.
2: Gotcha. I <laughs> gotcha. Good warning, so, PSA.
0: Yeah. So uh, anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is
3: Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter, at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S-21.
0: This
2: is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter, at KevinRBracket.
0: And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter, at roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash o'keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, check out our Patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out which is greatly appreciated so uh, that's it for this one coming up on the next one we will return to our our
2: weird sequels
0: <laughs> sequels that shouldn't be sequels that slash, de-
2: slash deep fried taco for you probably uh, I think you mean amazing sequels
3: <laughs> okay so,
0: uh, so th- on the next one we will tackle Escape from L.A. I think I'm going to be the odd man out on this one. Oh, buddy. (laughs) So (laughs) thanks for tuning in. And until next time, goblins have poisoned the food. In the year 2013,
1: most diseases will be eliminated. The first babies will be born in space. Personal freedom will be restricted. And all undesirables will be deported to the island of Los Angeles. Welcome to L.A.
2: nobody draws until this hits the ground you ready escape from la draw
0: rated r plan your escape friday august 9th
1: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more